Hey, hey, good afternoon or evening or morning, whenever it is that you are listening to all my favorite skinny peeps. Today is August 21st, 2018, and you are listening to The Skinny with Jesus, where I, Bevan Caramello, hopefully one of your favorite Jesus girls, try to create a time and space each week for us to realign our midweek with God's word. So today, we are getting pretty close to wrapping up our current series called Keep Choosing Him, okay? We've got today's message and then only one more left after today in this series. And I hope that you guys have been as challenged and encouraged as um as I have this summer through our time in God's word together, I really think we have seen week after week that to keep choosing him, to keep choosing Jesus really is a daily choice. You know, in the world that we live in, it's not just going to happen on its own, right? We won't just happen into a life lived for Christ. It just doesn't work that way. We must choose him, choose obedience, choose what can sometimes go against what is comfortable. And it often goes against what the world around us says is okay. In our last time together, we talked about living with surrendered hearts. Today, we are going to be working through what it looks like to choose him with surrendered treasures. Okay, I want to start us out in the book of Matthew. Let's see, we're going to be in chapter 6. I'm going to read verse 24 for us. This is Jesus talking. He says, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Okay, so here's Jesus is telling us, he says, We can't serve both God and money. So whatever we treasure most, that's what owns our heart. That's what we serve. Remember in our last message, we looked at some verses in Revelation. We were in the uh, Revelation chapter 3. And I want to um, I want to go back there today just for a, a little reminder, um, kind of what we talked about last week. We, um, let's see, it's Revelation chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 15 and 16 again. It says, this is Jesus talking again. He says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are, lu- are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Let's go on and read 17 and 18. 17 says, you say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Verse 18 says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Whew, you guys. This is so many of us, myself included, so many of us trying to be rich in the world while we are anything but in God's economy. Did you guys catch that in verse 17? Jesus says, you say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. 
but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Those are some strong words from Jesus right there. You are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. That doesn't sound rich at all. You know, it got me thinking that we can become so independent with our wealth and our comfort that it can actually make us arrogant. It makes us complacent. And if we're not careful, it will make us lukewarm, which is exactly what Jesus is warning us about here. Jesus says in verse 18, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. All right, guys, what in the world is he talking about? He's saying, I have the real treasures that you long for. The white clothes here, they represent being clothed in righteousness. Righteousness is just a fancy word for being right with God. He says, the clothes that you really desire, that what's really going to make you feel good is to be right with God. This healing of their eyes so that they can see, it's so they can see His truth. He says, can you see what I see? You guys, God's economy, it's so different from the wealth of this world. Turn with me to the book of Luke. I want us to look at another place where Jesus teaches about wealth and money and the danger of chasing after the treasures of this world. And you guys don't get discouraged because material possessions are not all bad. Okay, I don't want us to, to get into this mindset that that we're bad because we have stuff. But we're going to talk about that more um, toward the end of the message. Right now, let's go ahead and, and jump to Luke. Uh, we're going to be in chapter 12. I'm going to start us off here. Uh, let's do let's start verse 15, and we'll go through 21. It's Jesus talking again here. Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich toward God. So there's part of it right there. We were talking about, it's a heart issue. That last verse, this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. Do you guys get the same feeling here that I get that it can't be both ways? But he's saying, It's not saying that all things are bad. 
But he is saying if our hearts are storing up things that we should be sharing with others or giving away, then we're not rich toward God. And if we are rich toward God, our heart isn't going to do those things. Our heart isn't going to constantly be coveting and storing away. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. That's what it says in verse 15. Wow, you guys, I have to confess that this has been a hard message for me to prepare for uh, in the the past week or so. I have been really convicted. Um, At one moment in prayer with God, I was wrecked, not just convicted. I was wrecked um, in tears because, you know, that's what happens when we get just the tiniest glimpse of our sin through God's eyes. And I saw my own storehouse. Um, my closet. More than I even want or need. And the worst part of it all, I still want more. Don't we all? Whatever it is that we treasure, whether it's cars or video games or shoes or dolls or DVDs or whatever it is, collectibles, Maybe it's money itself. Just watching that bank account grow, just watching that number get bigger and bigger and bigger. Do you guys remember a cartoon from the 80s called DuckTales? It was about um, Donald Duck's, I think it was Donald Duck's nephews, right? Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And they all lived with a rich uncle, I think. His name was Scrooge McDuck. I think it was their uncle. Um, And I know that this is going to be hard for my sweet sisters, Wendy and Marie. Wendy is translating this into Creole, and Marie is translating this into Spanish. We love our um, Haitian brothers and sisters as well as our Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters. So I know you guys are just going to have to make up your own analogy here. (laughs) That's okay if if your culture isn't familiar with (laughs) DuckTales. But... um, I, I started remembering this cartoon, and, and Scrooge McDuck had this money pit. It was a tower, like a, a huge tower, and it was filled to the brim with gold coins. And Scrooge McDuck would swim in his money, like in the beginning of the cartoon. And, I mean, I think it even had a diving board. So he literally would, like, dive off into this pit filled with gold coins and swim in it. And it it just got me thinking that this is us, right? Most of us, wealthy enough to listen to a podcast, are swimming in something. And if we're not careful, rather than owning stuff, our stuff will begin to own us. You know, we've got to check our hearts got to ask ourselves the hard question, what is my greatest treasure? Is it Christ? Is it my relationship with the Lord? Let's go back. Um, Let's see, we're still in Luke. Let's, um, Let's stay here. Let's just jump over. Still in chapter 12, let's just jump down a few verses. I want us to look at verses 33 and 34. Listen to what Jesus says here. He says, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves 
that will not wear out, treasure, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What's our treasure? What's our greatest treasure? Is it something that a thief can break and unseal? Is it something that rust or moth destroys? Okay, jump over with me um, to the back to Matthew. Let's go to chapter 19. This is uh, our last scripture for today, and then we'll wrap it up. We're going to look at Matthew 19, verses 16 through 22. It says, Now a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, obey the commandments. Which ones? The man inquired. Jesus replied, Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Oh, that last verse is just stuck all over me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Here Jesus gives him the opportunity to literally follow him, to come and, and to be one of the ones who walked with him. He says, Sell your possessions and give them to the poor. You'll have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. But the man went away sad because he couldn't leave his wealth behind. What a missed opportunity. This just broke my heart because I started thinking, man, I don't want to be that man. I don't want to miss the blessing of following Jesus because I can't let go of my wealth. So what do we do here? What do we what do we do with all of this? It's convicting, it's hard, it's frustrating. Again, material blessings are not bad. But you know what God just keeps putting on my heart over and over again when I think about this, when I pray about this, is that with privilege comes responsibility. And those of us with a lot means we have a lot of responsibility. And so I think what we do here, we go back to a couple of episodes ago where we talked about the little boy who was there when Jesus fed the 5,000. The little boy who stood there with a posture of open hands. You guys remember? This little boy offered all that he had to God. I think we have to... to think about this and, and really focus on those open hands. Do I live my life with a posture of open hands, with the things that God has given me? Because it all comes from Him. 
with a posture of open hands? Is my treasure in check? Lord, all that I have is yours. And you know, something that really jumped out at me when I was thinking about it this week is that when God took what the little boy had, those five loaves and two fish, he didn't take it and leave the little boy with nothing to eat. He didn't leave him hungry. He took what that boy had and he multiplied it. He made it even greater than what it was. He multiplied it for his kingdom. And the little boy not only got to eat lunch that day, but he got to be a part of kingdom work. What a blessing. In God's economy, surrendered treasure will always result in more than what we had. Pray with me. Oh, Father God, Lord, what a week in your word. I thank you, Lord, for your truth. I praise you for being the God who loves us in spite of our sin and, and corrects us gently over and over and over again, loves us back to yourself, shows us the way you want us to look, shows us what wealth and riches look like in your economy. And you're patient with us, Lord, as we are figuring it out. You know our hearts. And Lord, we desire to look more like you. We desire to live our lives with a posture of open hands like that little boy standing before you saying, Lord, all I have is yours. Use it for your glory. Use it for your kingdom. Lord, help us to give until it hurts. Change us in the places that need to be changed. Refine us, Lord. Make us better than we could ever be on our own. We know, Lord, that if you take it from us, it's because you desire to multiply it into something even greater. Give us the courage to step out in big, bold faith this week. Lord, I pray for each person listening to this message today and in the future. I pray your blessing for them. And I pray, Lord, that you would just begin to speak specifically to them what it looks like, Lord, to walk in privilege. What is the responsibility that you're calling each of us to? We love you, Lord. I thank you for this time together. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for being here. I'm so, so thankful for this time together. Until next week, you know I will be praying for you and yours. Bye now.